One, two, three, four. It's Ryan and Liz. Here with Curtis and Jess. From the nightlight. We're going to talk movies and stuff. The spoils of Akron. Liz, why aren't you singing podcast soap? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Spoils of Akron podcast. My name is Ryan Dyke, and I am joined by my co-host. Liz Tyron. And this here is a show about the art, culture, and the eccentric residents of the Rubber City. And Liz, we are joined by two eccentric residents today. Why don't you introduce our guests? I'm very fond of our guests today. Thank you both for being here. Uh, they're great people, and I am very uh, impressed by what they do. Mm-hmm. So we have the new director for the Nightlight Cinema here in Akron, Akron's own indie cinema, uh, one Curtis Hare, everybody. That's Curtis with a K! And his, now I don't know your actual position, so I'm going to let you let us know what that is, but your sidekick is Jess. And I apologize. What's your last name? It's Hicks. Jess Hicks. Jess and Hicks. And what is it? You come in and see me in the coffee shop a I lot do. of times and get coffee or food to take over to the cinema. But what is it that you actually do there? Uh, well, I'm a show leader. Um, I help. Well, one, I sling popcorn and drinks. So I do that too. High five. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Food Glorified service. waitresses. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition to that, I introduce movies to the show um, to audiences, tell them what's going on, what we have coming up. I assist Curtis and with programming and things like that. Uh, kind of a jack of all trades. Jess is basically one of my trusted advisors that uh, I, I turn to and talk about movies and figure out what we should play coming up. Yep. Every business needs a trusted advisor. That is and, so and true. And a jack of all trades, especially all small businesses. That so. is so true. Right. We have our own jack of all trades right <laughs> here on the show. Cody is my sidekick as well. I mean, they talked about this like <clears throat> two weeks ago on the Joker podcast. Joker of all trades. The Joker of all trades. But the cool thing about Jess and the cool thing about Cody and, I mean, anybody like that is that they can do anything. Now, Jess, you, uh, you like you said, you sling popcorn, you do all that. How did you fall into that position? And Curtis, we will get to you in a second because I, I, I heard about how you got yours, but Jess, Whoa. I, I really want to. What's he- that supposed to mean? Well, because it was like a big. I heard it was on the news. Mine doesn't <laughs> sound as nefarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I when I, the nightlight first opened, I really, really wanted to work there, but I think at the time they were just doing volunteer, and I was working somewhere else, and I couldn't do that. Um, so when I saw that they were hiring, I was like, me, 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 I need that. And I contacted Curtis and I wrote up this whole big thing. I prepared more for this interview than I had ever prepared for any interview in my life. And I went to Curtis and I was like, this is why I want to work at the <laughs> Nightlight. Please hire me. I will do whatever you need at the movie theater. This is how you get a job, ladies and gentlemen, if you really want it. That's called passion. That's Be called proactive. effort. That's <laughs> called you know owning it and, and putting yourself out there as best as you can yeah. and earning that yep. position. She I love it. I have people come into the shop sometimes and they want a job and they don't even go to the trouble of introducing them, so, themselves. Are you hiring? Well, we're not at the moment, but if you leave your information, all right. And, and, you know, they might just walk away or they might write something down and never even say, hey, well, thank you, I'm so-and-so. Right. And I'll tell you what, that's not going to work. You yeah, know, she, you have she, to she, see she a little effort when it. you're trying to get that job. She pretty much nailed it. And this is a message to any particular, uh, you know, interview uh, candidate who may come out to me 
um, just come with like some papers. Come with your resume. Come right. with um, come prepared. Come and pitch yourself. You know what I mean. Tell me why you're going to be good for this job, and uh, you really make it a lot easier on me because we had thirty applicants last round, Sheesh. and we had five uh, final applicants, I think, which just made it into that set. And then, um, you know, it, it's, it just really helps when you're organized. We have a lot of stuff to do, obviously. So uh, Jess really uh, pulled that out for me in addition to her love of kind of crazy movies and yep. uh, all the other that stuff that she was helps. already doing in the movie uh -huh. industry. Well, everyone, I hope you took notes because that was coming from the god of the nightlight, Zeus himself, uh -huh. Curtis Hare. You are the director, and I know I just totally uh, <laughs> took you up to another level. I will smite thee. <laughs> <laughs> but as Ryan said, um, you got this position, and... It was like all over the news. It, it was like all yeah, over my Facebook a, feed. It, it was Curtis Hare. It was Curtis an especially Hare. big deal because yeah. you were replacing um, the other gentleman who helped found the nightlight, right. one Mr. Steve Felix. Yeah. And so Curtis... When Steve announced that he was going to be uh, moving, um, did you immediately think, I can do this, or did you have to be talked into it? Uh, were you excited? Were you like, Steve, get the heck out of here, I got this? <laughs> how, did, how did that initially make you feel? Were you excited? Were you uh, a little trepidatious? It was a bit of a mix of both, because I, I was pretty certain that if I did take over the position, I would be um, on my own, whereas essentially before, it was Steve and I uh, both kind of splitting you know the total amount of work that we had to do and um, so I really did take over quite a few responsibilities some that I already had I was already doing the programming and a lot of the kind of day-to-day -day operations and management so now I do that plus you know taking care of the books doing the finances doing development uh, looking for funds doing partnership all that kind of stuff so um, you know it's it, it was a I was a little trepidatious just because of that fact but I was also excited and I knew that I could do it um, because I've done a lot of it before um, and uh, I confidence think if, yeah you know I, f I felt I like if, if anyone Ryan, was qualified you have none of that <laughs> <laughs> just kidding you have way too much of that he's got there a confident is such a voice. thing as being overly confident he's got a confident voice and that's he all does. you need for a podcast <laughs> um, so yeah I just I knew that if anyone was qualified for it here in town it was me and so uh, yeah I just proposed myself to the board and and they voted me in very that's awesome so did yeah, you almost feel thankful that for that because you had the history there and that you knew you could do it did you almost feel it and come in upon yourself almost in a dutiful sense to that beautiful theater that man this needs me the theater needs me to go on and grow uh from what steve created mm -hmm. and what you and he created together i love all the big words being thrown around today yeah. it makes me feel like oh we need confidence. a thesaurus for this i really do no. <laughs> come on we're not quite that yes, no <laughs> But yeah. I, I just, I can't help but think, you know like, what? it's it's an important position. It's well, not just in terms of managing a business, but that theater is important to the community. Well, I love that you talk about, like, a duty or responsibility to something outside yourself. Ha, and see, Ryan, he liked see, that. No, I, it's <laughs> he told me very, very important to me. But I would say that um, the organization itself is an instrument or a vehicle towards the thing that I'm really working for, which is really just to... Uh, raise awareness for cinema, for cinema culture, and to um, basically build a, a kind of literacy here in town that is not um, as, as prevalent as it should be. Mm -hmm. um, and I do that through the theater, but I would love to do that through so many other uh, channels. What, whatever channels I can get my hands on, that's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah, all you illiterate <laughs> movie bastards. If you haven't been to the nightlight, you are 
missing out on a cultural experience. You're not supporting a local theater that needs everyone to come out and support. And um, shame on you, but it's never too late. So if you'd like to go to a movie this week, what you know, is actually playing this week? Also, it's really fun. Let's just put that in there. It's not, you it know, is. It's not it something, is it's like the kind of reading, you know, I don't know. It's like reading that you would find pleasurable if you've never done that. So, um, and, and it does take a certain amount of training. And what's really great is that I, I think of the process as being a rewarding one. Because once you've built that visual literacy, that cinematic literacy, you now have access to a, a whole wide range of new pieces of art, new movies that um, are going to be entertaining and going to be, um, you know, just compelling for you that weren't before just because you didn't engage gonna, with them on the same level. They're going to speak to you or speak to other people in different ways they didn't think movies could. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I, I have been to the nightlight before. Mm -hmm. I have the former, the guy who I started the, this podcast with, uh, Mr. Benjamin Arrington. He also moved to Cincinnati. So Cincinnati. But he and I, um, one day, it was after, I believe, that an art walk. We went over and we saw It Follows at the nightlight. And I was like, we were, you know, we were starting out this podcast about spoils of Akron. I was like, well, we should probably go out and look at some of the things in Akron. And we went to the nightlight and, I mean, Ben got a beer and I was driving so I couldn't. But, like, we got a giant thing of popcorn and we didn't make it down into the couch that you guys have sitting in the front row. But we were like like right behind it. And I mean, it was it was such a cool experience that you wouldn't get going to any big movie theater in this area it, it was small it was it was it was very intense because it's such a small not, not that it's, it's intimate a, it's yeah, intimate, intimate. It's it's a good word. it has character mm. it's in an historic building yeah. that, and the space was renovated specifically to it that, that you had an an architect named Mary O'Connor. Thank you. And I know she was integral. Um, and obviously it's one of Tony Tropy's spaces. So it's also going to have, you know, that rich history and, and restoration aspect. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right, Ryan. You walk in and you're happy you're there the minute you walk in and see that beautiful concession area. And yeah. I love the church pews that line the yes. hall. Did those come from anywhere in particular? They did. I think. I want to say the name of the church is the church in Cuyahoga Falls or something like okay. that. Okay, I just didn't know if they had yeah. a, a, I don't know, something yeah. special meaning, but they're obviously truly restored or repurposed well, uh, pews, and they work really well Well, let's there. draw the connection between what we do and the church pews. Ah. Um, it's, it's right. basically, it's church pews. <laughs> I know there's parties up there sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. We party at the nightlight, but <laughs> it's really about community. And I think a church at its best should also be about that. Very true. Ah. And, and Very true. you know, what you were talking about before is, is why is that experience different? It's mm -hmm. not just the beer. It's not just the couches, but those are there for a reason, which is to facilitate friendships and community and, and get people drunk and get people drunk because they are, <laughs> yes. are uh, sorry, warm their spirits. They're more sociable <laughs> when they're drunk. <laughs> uh, make drunk um, friends. <laughs> personally, I prefer to watch movies with coffee, but you know, to each you their have own. Both. They have you no, have exactly. both. Exactly. The we theater. do have both. Um, it's, but again, yeah, so our mission statement is kind of just about elevating cinema and community in tandem. Yeah. And that's something that you're absolutely not going to get at, at Regal. No. Oh, I love that. So the, yeah. the church pews are quite symbolic then, representing community and, and gatherings. And I'm actually inspired, though, now to start a theater in an old church. How cool, cool would that be that's with a all good the pews? Idea. That would the, be. Very cool. There's, a, there's a little place in <laughs> Texas called the 14 Pews Theater. Which oh, is just like a little, it. yeah, just a little converted. Oh, uh, that brings up, that's a great segue. So being not just movie buffs, but it sounds like movie cine cinema buffs. I mean, you just, you just brought up a random church in Texas. Like, 
do you think of yourself as someone that like like not only do you care about movies but you care about cinema and I do cinema and hand quotes because when you say cinema to some people it's not just the movie it's the experience it's the place it's the location it's all that right yeah I mean all of that cinematic cinematic <laughs> and I will plug them right now the Cleveland Cinematic is an absolutely uh, fantastic organization bringing if you haven't been there um, you're nuts because they just got a new facility in uptown uh, Cleveland and they play films that uh, you know, we should feel really privileged to have here that, that, you know, places like New York City and L.A. have and some cities in between us actually mm-hmm. don't have because they don't have an organization like the Cinematheque and, and John Ewing doing that work up there. But, um, yeah, I mean, maybe that's another instance of my um, cinephilia, if you want to call it that, which is I do care about cinema as an art that's, that's exhibited publicly that right. you share with other people you sit down you turn the lights down you have a bright wall in a dark room and you know everything comes together in a way that's totally different for me than when I flip up my laptop screen and watch something on Netflix yeah um, mm-hmm. I still do that you know I just finished Master of None last weekend it was great but you know it, it just doesn't compare I've even watched um, you know feature films at home and I have a big projection screen where I can just tell that I'm missing out on parts of the image that would have made me feel feel a certain way about it had I seen right. it in a, in a bigger space, had I seen it with others. And maybe a very simple example of this is comedies. Um, I will laugh like crazy if I'm in a room with other people who are sitting there laughing. But sometimes I'll sit at home and watch a comedy and I'll basically let the comedy laugh for me. Mm. You know what I mean? I, you know, this kind of happens on sitcoms where you hear that canned yeah. soundtrack and it's like, oh, they're laughing, so I don't have to. I'm good. Um, <laughs> so, you know, canned laughter. Don't need yeah. to. So you just kind of enjoy it in this very vicarious fashion that's no it's no longer direct and and i think that's what happens um when you're with other people enjoying uh something outside of you together you know what's funny though i mean i have to say to me that's a very artistic standpoint because Hmm. you and you've created this cinematic culture or this particular environment you helped create it you now run it and you are aware of it and you travel and you go to other cinemas and theaters and again you're aware of it but to then sit and vicariously enjoy it through your um, audience or friends because you're aware of all of that and what you've created. I think that's what artists do a lot of times when uh, they go see other works of art or see their own in a museum or something and maybe people aren't even aware they're in there and they just kind of watch and take it in. That reaction is as enjoyable to them. It's it's a satisfactory emotion. Am, am I right? Seeing people yeah. enjoy what you enjoy and how they enjoy it and how they interact with it. Jess, have you ever yeah. done this where you just walk in the back of the room when you know the, the movie's going and you just kind of survey how people are feeling and how they're experiencing the film? Yeah, I do that a lot. And I mean, to backtrack a little bit, um, we the nightlight we try to see everything we show, obviously. Um, so it's it's a great sense of community when people are coming out of the theater and they're talking about the movie and they turn to ask you behind the bar like, hey, what did you think of this certain certain part? Like, what did this mean? What do you think this means? And it's something that you don't get at like you said, Regal or Cinemark, where it's a huge multiplex. The employees don't have time to stop and have a chat for no. a minute. 
Oh um, no, the, the no, employee the, interaction—that's a whole they get, other. They get off place, at six. They place. don't care what you think. They just exactly. Go home. <laughs> it's not nearly as personalized as it would be at the now, Jess, yeah, nightlight. You work behind, uh, you know, Curtis has been running it and stuff. But you said you work, uh, you do the counter, mm-hmm. and and you sometimes uh, work backstage like that. You get a different viewpoint than Curtis would. Curtis, you know, is is up higher, but mm-hmm. you get a different viewpoint. Now, how do you see this culture that is starting here in Akron? You know, this with the nightlight forming and right. people coming from around this area to come to the nightlight and see movies they couldn't see at any other theater. How does that affect you and your work? Well, one of the things that I notice is depending on the movie, we always get a kind of a, a different crowd. Like we see a lot of the same people coming in. Obviously, we have our members that we mm-hmm. love and we have I've made several friends that I see all the time. I know on a first name That's basis, cool. I can look up their name. No problem to get their tickets. Um, and for me, I get to see everybody learning from that experience and everybody kind of taking a little bit home with them from the theater and that they want to come back because they're like you know what i didn't see that movie i couldn't see that movie anywhere else i can see it here or i can wait for it to come on netflix and i can watch it by myself but then who am i going to talk to about it um so me seeing the people growing as they come out of the theater with each movie they see is just fantastic because when i was younger and in high school and really like first getting into film and and watching you know not your not your standard stuff that a lot of people my age would be watching it's kind of can be a lonely experience when you don't have someone to talk to about that, especially when you're as into cinema as, you know, Curtis and I are and a lot of people that come to our, you know, the nightlight are. And it's just so nice to see them growing and see them like see their faces when they come in. They're like, I'm so excited to see this movie. I've been hearing about the buzz online and I didn't have anywhere else to go or I didn't want to drive forever away to go see it. And they come out, they're happy, they're talking. And even if they didn't like the movie or they didn't like, they didn't understand something that just didn't click with them, they still want to talk about it because they want to be like, you know what, I want to give my opinion on this because I love cinema and I have somebody who can also serve me alcohol and talk to you about it. Knows my, it knows my name. Yeah. And like yeah. says, hey, Joe, what's going on? Hey, it's exactly. good to see you. Ya. Can, you can relate to their enthusiasm at, at finally being satisfied and having that um, experience locally. Right. Now, speaking of discussing movies and on the level that you're talking about, people who are really into it and, mm-hmm. um, and have, you know, well, I guess whether they have a history of, of studying it and appreciating it or not, you've started having some uh, discussions, right? Some, yes. some talks, yes. movie talks. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've had a couple here in Musica or in the cafe, and I apologize. They've been sort of, they're on days when we're not usually open or whatever, oh, so cool. they've been kind of haphazard. But I would love to, moving forward, plan those out better with you and, right. and basically cater to you guys. And she have does a great job. She does. When, when, Liz puts, well, when Liz has an event, she she blows it out of the water. I'm just talking about being here and turning the lights on. But beyond that, no. no I mean, if you point me to the switch, I can turn the lights on. <laughs> See, that's what I'm, I'm talking about, showing you where the light switches are. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Take it down so very complicated. Notch. No, give you a key to the building. Um, well, so, no, but what are these talks about? Or, and, and I mean, they're about movies, obviously, but yeah. how did that start? The movie talk um, was something that I kind of brought in with me when I initially got hired. I brought in Curtis a whole big proposal of all these ideas. I was like, uh-huh. here, see he, all he my ideas. Also a great interview tip. 
Yes. Oh, that is a good idea. Do you know how to make spreadsheets? Because Curtis loves them. Ah. <laughs> My wife loves that I love spreadsheets, too. My fiance also loves them. That is so sexy. That's what hooked. I mean, that's how that happened. That's Cody, what hooked her. Cody, we need to get I in on a spreadsheet, spreadsheet. spreadsheet game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the movie talk, and I believe it's something also that Curtis had been thinking about before I even got in, that this is something that we kind of wanted to do as an extension of the nightlight. Um, we usually hold them on Sundays. Um, I traditionally don't work. Um, so I hold them on Sundays, either here or wherever. And I basically pick a loose topic of discussion. Um, and we go from there. We, we branch out on that topic. We do recommendations, everything. The first time was what um, what got you into cinema, just mm -hmm. as kind of an introductory. Was that the, the Angel Falls coffee? No, it was going to be there, but then it was here. Okay, so because I... Because there was a lot more people. Okay, so <laughs> I was... I put that on our event. I think we were going to try to make it, and then we had something going mm -hmm. on that day. But I remember seeing it on Facebook, and I was like, I would, I would love to go to that as a fan of right. movies in general. I was like, I would love... I wasn't able to make it to that one, but I mean... Well, how often are you planning on doing that? Uh, we do them once the a month. Okay. Um, the so next one is come? this month. They should look for an event page on Facebook for it? Yes. Um, I make event pages on the Nightlight Cinema. Um, they're also, or the Nightlight Facebook page. They're also on the um, Akron Indie, what is it? I want to mention too, this is all yeah. actually part of the Akron Independent Movie Lovers Meetup Group. Oh. Um, and they, they uh, it's it's kind of run by Cindy Murphy and uh, Eileen Matthias, and she has a number of uh, assistant organizers, but they come to almost every film that we show, and they'll gather a group of uh, anywhere between like five and 30 people. I love it, like a movie club! Yes, yeah. exactly. And then usually they go out and eat afterwards, and um, talk about they make the a movie. talk about the movie, and they make a whole thing of it. And, make friends. And make friends. And so, um, you know, in this particular case, we want to like lower the bar so it was more focused on community and less on like necessarily being there for the film or going out after. That makes to, sense. To buy I like that. That's a good idea. It's really just about getting together and discussing movies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we we tied that in with uh, the Akron Independent Movie Lovers, and um, yeah, Jess has been doing a great job. I think we're uh, we've held two of them. Yep, so far. we've had two. The first one was here. It was. Um, how did you know? How did you initially get into cinema? What made you fall in love with cinema? Uh, the second one was what is independent film? What you know? How do we define it? Because it's a very broad term, and depending on who you talk to, it means different things. Um, and then this next one's actually a little bit more by request. Um, Cindy was asking if we could do kind of some director style studies. Um, so we're doing a. Fritz Lang discussion about his directing style and how it's influenced so many films even today um, and how it ties in you know with independent cinema because a lot of independent filmmakers have more control over their movies obviously so they're using these techniques and maybe not everybody is as familiar with some movies from the 1920s <laughs> yeah. now obviously you guys go way back with movies I mean you know you talked about how when you were either in middle school or high school you started mm -hmm. taking them seriously and studying them and enjoying right. them but also kind of learning about them in that process and exactly. um, watching unconventional movies for your age group mm -hmm. um, do either of you have formal educations in film not that you necessarily need one you both seem very well versed and educated thesaurus but I'm just wondering because <laughs> I mean you can obviously go to um, go to college and, and study film history and things like that did either of you take that route um no well in college i was going for pr uh as my major and my minor was popular literature and film so kind of but not really i didn't go to film school um i did do a summer in 2007 i went to uh i'm sorry i went to san francisco and i did a film program through there through the akron art or the akron 
A hacker the, in San Francisco. I know. <laughs> the Academy um, Art Institute that's out there. Uh, and that was a lot of fun, but as far as like actually going to college for it, no. Unfortunately, Akron doesn't have anything. No, like that's that. okay. So. I just didn't know. You know, I it's all self-taught. <laughs> then, no, that's a beautiful thing, and and that's totally cool. I just didn't know if there was Curtis. Know, how about you? How nope. seriously you had taken it, and if you were like, I knew I wanted to do this, and I knew I wanted to study it, but I always you, did, you studied but. it nonetheless. So for me, this whole film thing is a second career. Uh, I went to school at Case, and I went for computer science, and um, I was in Cleveland for a couple years. Then. Uh, moved out to San Francisco for like six or seven just to do tech, to do startups. And it was really, um, you know, I'd obviously been interested in movies that were outside the mainstream my, my since childhood. But um, when I got to San Francisco, that's when I got really interested in cinema Whoa, culture. Whoa, you guys have the San Fran thing in common. I know, I know, right? What's we're, we're probably out there I don't suppose the you were there at the same time. I won't tell your wife except that she might listen to this, but other than that. Yeah. I, we, like, may yeah. Have, we may have been in the same theater, it's in the same audience Possibly. at some point. Uh, That's cool. You guys were meant to do this together. At the yeah, night. there you go. And so what what happened was in San a very Francisco. platonic sense, Denora. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get that in He's there. married. I'm engaged. <laughs> Liz, okay. stop Let's, it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm making it very clear, everybody. Totally professional. Liz, they are our guests. Stop it. I'll just, I'm just going to eat some pizza. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. So um, <laughs> there are so Thank many you, uh, so many great theaters in San Francisco that any given weekend you can choose between three or four um, theaters that are outside the mainstream. You know whether you want to go all the way back to silent films, or you want to go to film noir, or you want to go to cutting edge indie, um, or you want to uh, you know see the latest in like international film, or, or you know see what's happening in the cinema of Iran. Mm -hmm. um, you could do this on almost any weekend in San Francisco, and getting to know the people out there, the people you would start to see some of the same people over and over at, at these different venues and stuff. And that was really what got me hooked on cinema culture in terms of just going out to movies mm -hmm. constantly. I'll tell you one other thing that got me hooked and it's called movie pass i would highly recommend this to um any listener right now it's actually for movie pass. 300 bucks a year you can get this card that acts like a, a credit card credit and card. you can watch one movie one movie a uh, one movie a year <laughs> i beat you to it you can watch one movie a day um for uh, for free for the entire year. Where um, on Face on like and on Facebook? I'm, just go to go to like moviepass.com. Oh, it's you a website. Okay. And I'm sorry, up. but don't most people watch like two hours of television or movie a day anyway? Let's be honest, people. I, let's be honest. I you know, maybe you won't all um, like sort of match me into because you know I, by March I've already paid for the card. But you know, even if you paid for the card by August, like it's still by a March. Good, how many were you watching a, good a day? Deal. A lot. Ah. Um, <laughs> No, but, uh, okay, so this is really an intervention. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shane, can you join us? We have Shane Wynn in the audience today. This is an intervention. Curtis watches seven movies a day. It's I wish. A bit I try. Much. Oh, trust me, that, that's aspirational. But um, yeah, so uh, all of that came together. And um, I took one class at Case my senior year after I had all the major uh, engineering requirements uh, you know, taken care of, and it was a, a film history and appreciation course by uh, Bob Spadoni, and he actually uh, did a really great job. I remember um, it was the first time that I'd ever been called a cinephile. Um, and it sounds a little frightening at first because things that end with file, like we, we have a particular good. association that like. <laughs> Why are you looking at him differently now, Ryan? <laughs> it's not a good. It's, it's, okay. it's not a great association. But no you know what? I'd, I'd like to take file back because it really just means to love something, right? <laughs> right. To love something yes. tremendously. No, I'm sure he meant it as a compliment. And and to even to love something. Um, 
It just uh, almost obsessively. dangerously, almost obsessively. But the, but the point is, obviously, it's you want to pick those very carefully. Okay. So in this case, he, it was the first time I'd been called a cinephile. I remember he asked, um, "So who knows uh, the actor Sounds that played?" So Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. Right there. So he would have called you a cinephile in that same class, right? Really? He's he's a little bit of a Star Wars junkie. A little bit. I am a Star Wars junkie. If you're talking Marvel comics or Star Wars, they're separate, I realize, but I'm just saying there are certain things that if you mention. Okay, okay, Curtis, you will appreciate this. Oh, God. Star Wars comes out on my birthday. Oh, jeez. Nice. The it geek does. gods have given me this gift. <laughs> they were like, Ryan, you have been a good nerd for yeah. years. <laughs> you shall have Star Wars. And I was like, thank yeah, you. I am happy for you. Happy, happy <laughs> I, I have birthday. a similar birthday ooh, ooh. event. It's not on my birthday. Just but like, the new, I can trump that. <laughs> the new X-Files starts like just days before my oh. birthday. And I'm such an X-Files fan. I was like, yes, thank you. Yeah, thank I'm going to say you. no on that one, Jess. I'm going to say so, Star Wars oh, on your birthday trumps X-Files. X-Files days it before does. your birthday. So this teacher would and call me a cinephile. <laughs> Unless it's not. Just kidding. He, he, Liz! <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I, I felt bad that I insulted her. No, Eat pizza. He, he used that term, oh, and I didn't use that term for a little while to uh, describe myself, but eventually okay. I came around to it because I think it describes it better than movie buff mm-hmm. or uh, film buff because That's true. a lot of times um, that designation ends up meaning a certain amount of um, buying toys and D- your DVD you know shelf is really big and yeah. you know quotes and you know you know facts hey, or don't trivia. don't hate on my four DVD shelf <laughs> wall. Okay, so you can be both a movie buff and a cinephile at the same time. Okay. I just don't identify with movie buff. Okay. I, you know, because for me, it really is all about the movies and there's so many more... It's more about... So many more films that I could possibly see in my life yeah. and I... I you know, I, I want to see so many more than I could even possibly do. It's almost about the art and the culture. If you when you say cinephile, it's almost right. it's more than just the movie. It's about the atmosphere surrounding the movie. Whether it's fans, whether it's it's about the experience. W- whether yeah. it's the filmmakers, whether it's the actors themselves, it's the experience of the movie, not just hey, I can quote all of Pulp Fiction in in, in my head because I know it. It's different than right. that. And, and to use it, oh, uh, no, let's do that. Let's do movie quotes. <laughs> that was my, dr- that was my a, dream. You guys will, will totally like kill me on movie quotes. I, again, it's not something I've ever been good at. I remember feeling pretty <laughs> inferior. Uh, when I was a kid, because it would you know the people would be trading Goonies quotes, and I didn't see Goonies until oh god, like I was probably twenty four by this time I saw Goonies. <laughs> so um, again, I was on just kind of a different trajectory. Um, but you know, uh, yeah. So I kind of forgot what I was going to say. That's right. <laughs> You're talking about being a cinephile and your teacher and going to case. Yep. And Liz's question was if you guys had any formal education right. in Which this they subject. They, they, right. fully they did answer. answer. Thank you. Well, I'll will tell you real quick. Between we need to um, talk actual movies here. <laughs> We've gotten your resumes. We need to talk movies mm-hmm, like at, mm-hmm. at the theater. Between San Francisco and moving back to Akron, um, when I left tech, I was writing a lot of reviews for uh, local festivals in San Francisco. And so I, I met a lot of people in the industry just through like movie writing, writing criticism and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, here's what I was going to say. Um, the thing that's surrounding movies that, you know, we, we kind of referred to as culture okay. before, um, to use a fancy $5 word, I'd, I'd call it discourse. Okay. And um, for me, that's the thing that actually changes culture. So it's bigger than culture. Discourse um, can actually shift the direction of the way that, that the country or the world is thinking about a particular thing. And great pieces of art have a tendency to help make those shifts. Like, And I think that cinema is, is number, you know, one of the most populist in terms yeah. of um, being able to make those kind of things. And so for me... Um, 
cinephile is really being not just about the cinema, not just about exhibition and experience, not just about culture, but one step wider, the, the discourse around that movie that you're watching. I like that. No, yep. no, I, and I, I agree with that. There are certain aspects in our culture that affect life, that affect what goes on in the world, affects, you know, that the culture affects the environment, what what's going on in people's lives. It's real things. It's not just, oh, whatever, I'll blow that off. Like, it's, it's actually happening. Um, Liz wants to talk movies, but before we do that, because I'm going to give Liv, Liz a break right here, we like to ask... Our guests. Thanks. I'll one, be over here smoking a cigarette. Go what? ahead. I'll break. We like to ask. And no, I don't smoke. We like to ask our guests this question, and to us, it's a very important question because, and it's kind of as Cody says, it's kind of a loaded question, but I think it's more of a you by being on this podcast by doing something as the nightlight. You've already kind of proven that you love this city, but we always love to ask why Akron. They always build that up so much. Why can't they just say it? Why Akron? <laughs> why Akron, you guys? Seriously, why Akron? Jess, why Akron? Why Akron? Um, well, like I said, I wasn't there at the start of the nightlight, so I can't say exactly why they started in mm-hmm. Akron. I'm glad they did, and I think that Akron really, you know, we have Cleveland, which is everybody associate. If you've ever gone to a concert anywhere in Northeast Ohio, and you're in Akron, they're like, woo, Cleveland. You're like, no, I, I, you're Akron. in Akron. <laughs> Um, and I think that's something that we really want to do. We want to build up Akron to be kind of, you know, that as big as, you know, going to Cleveland or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where there's still cinephiles living in Akron, you know, and they're not all in Cleveland. There's plenty of them. We see them every week at the nightlight. Right. You got two of them right here. It's it's just something three, that I think... Three, I'm an honorary cinephile. You know Peter what? Mayhew. Everybody here... <laughs> come to the movie discussions we'll make you cinephiles <laughs> <laughs> curtis why for you well i might not win any friends with this sentiment but i uh, you know akron uh deserves growth and it wants growth mm-hmm. i think that um there are uh forces here in akron that that are able to allocate resources towards that growth more than akron even deserves and i think it's one of a few cities that actually has that advantage um, you know, there are, are, are people in power, you know, we're talking about the Knight Foundation or whatever, who um, basically want to see culture and arts grow. Yes. And so if you have a few people out, out here uh, that are living here that want to change the culture in some way, want to grow it alongside them, they're willing to take those ideas and cultivate them with you. So, I mean, for me, that's why Akron. Now, I don't like to um, get too heavy into like Akron exceptionalism just because I want to make sure that everyone knows we have a long way to go. That's true. Like, we, you know, we're, we're starting and we're here and we're passionate. But but guess what? There are a lot of things left to do to make this a world-class city. Yeah. And I think it can be. I mean, there's no reason why it, it can't be. There's Absolutely. Def- there's I definitely mean, enough people here in the city. Liz, go ahead. Do you guys not feel that you're on a sort of um, moving... Train? Platform? No, a moving timeline. I mean, you, you know where Akron was. You know what's transformed in the past decade in the past five years and don't you just feel like you're just on the beginning of that traveling plane of time and and that you can see the great things that are yet to come or feel them even and and you and you're aware that there still is so much coming and so much to develop um and it can't happen overnight but there's this it started there's this slow evolution that has begun yeah i see that and what i want to make clear is that it's not determined it's not a hundred percent sure that that's what's going to happen to akron mm-hmm. it's right. just it one possibility now, 
have for the no, they could change at any moment. And the reason that anything that, could change it. Exactly. Uh, financial, economics, this, that, the other, um, yeah. the university doing something totally um, out of whack that could really Bonkers. throw the balance of the city. As as sad as it is that it could have that impact, it could. You know, there's all kinds of things. But, that and, and the reason that I bring that up is we because go to war. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are things that could just stop I, the I, arts I want, from coming. I want to make it clear that that uh, maybe people who are listening to this who come to the nightlight or who haven't been to the nightlight yet or people who are coming to Urban Eats or who are listening to the Spoils of Akron podcast or any of these number of things that are enhancing the culture here in the city you are basically activists okay you are you are what's making you're what's allowing us to continue to develop to grow Um, and again we are just at the very early you know, larval stages of, of being a world-class city. So mm-hmm. let's make it happen together. I don't want to get too comfy. I don't want to tell you, oh, Akron's great. We don't need right. anything more. No, no. We I need, remind my day by day, often. we need your attendance. We need we need you to show us that you appreciate what we're doing. When you do that, we will grow together. We now, cannot rest on our laurels, and we cannot sit yeah. back and be like, oh, the nightlight's launched. It's great. I went to a movie last year. It needs ongoing support. And Lord knows, I mean, it's only going to benefit you in the long run. It's going to expand your own horizons, and the movies obviously change every week or two so you know it's always going to be fresh for you and you always carry local art on the walls it's a different experience every time you go um I have to tell you I have to just say thank you at least once during this podcast because I've seen some of the best movies of my life hands down in the past year at the nightlight I mean I think the first one I ever saw I could be wrong was um a girl walks home alone at night um, they both thought, just shook their heads in unison, like, yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, right there. That's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, if you missed it at the Nightlight, I will say um, kudos to Netflix. It's on there now, or it was. I don't know if it still is, but uh, that was one of the first ones I saw there. And, I mean, I saw, uh, they're not going to be in order, but Foxcatcher, um, uh, Song of the Sea. And I was, I kept hearing about that beautiful animation, and I got to go experience that. Um, I saw the movie. I'm really sorry. I'm going to forget the name, but what was the Wolf one about Pack. the? I did see Wolfpack. I was going to say because I knew you were. I was saving that for the end because oh, that's my no. favorite. Okay. <laughs> no, but what was the one about the um, the sort of uh, not rockabilly singer, but the guy from down south? Oh, Leon Russell. Thank uh, you. A poem is a naked person. And I will poorly describe music every time. I apologize. So that probably wasn't the right thing to call him, but that was really good. <sighs> mm-hmm. And. Oh, that was a fun night. I went to that because Zach, who owns um, Nuevo, and his twin brother, Eric, who runs the bar there, it was their birthday, and they invited us to go there for their birthday with Lisa, and so we did, and um, they were, if I may say, already um, a couple drinks in when we got there. Toasty. And we got more drinks. I mean, it was his birthday, so I bought him a big old beer when we got there, and, um, you know, I just had my first cocktail. I was good. I was I was not, like, in the state quite that they were in. They were fine. They were just there to enjoy the movie. They really wanted to see. They've seen that guy live before. Oh, really? Yeah. What? So Right. So they were all about going to that movie, and they sat on the way back. And I'm going to get them in trouble. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. They won't care either. They talked the whole time. And there were two people in the very front sitting on the couch. Um, and I felt real bad because afterward we got up. And I'm cleaning up um, popcorn off the ground and stuff because we were thank we you. were little kids that night. We were like <laughs> yes, throwing popcorn at each you other. So and, you know, they were being silly, and, and there was no one else in the theater but except for those two people um, that particular evening. And we were they were being silly and stuff, and so we're cleaning up a little bit after. And this woman goes, "Thanks a lot. You talked during the whole movie. We were those jerks, and I've never been those jerks before because I hate those jerks." And I was so like, oh my gosh, you guys. And, I, and they know it was them. It was like, it was those guys. And they have really deep voices, Zach and Eric, right? And uh, Do your best impression. 
<laughs> I don't. So I'm trying. I don't know. He's a good good friend, so I feel like I know his voice well in my head. Um, what sweet? I don't know. I can't do it, but he always calls me sweet. What sweet? I, that sounds nothing like him, by the way. We just would like to say here on the Spoils of Akron podcast, we do not endorse throwing popcorn at the night. No, like no, that's what I'm saying. And I don't endorse talking, talking all through the talking. movie either. Or talking. But talking. yeah, no, I the talking's the worst. So, you know, um, a moment ago when we were talking about, oh, the beers are getting people drunk at the shows, I immediately in my head said, no, no, it's not. It causes you to talk and be an idiot. And that's not what these films are about. And those guys were all like supporters. They're members. I know for a fact they're members of the theater and we were there to see that movie because they were big fans of who it was about. They just, it was a birthday thing and they had too much to drink before they even got in there. Again. And I apologize is the whole point of the story to that woman. <laughs> Liz is publicly apologized. So, if you're listening, no, she's sorry. really What's sorry. called when you, I was when guilty you by association. I really wasn't doing it. But I was there and I was with them. What's it called when you commit a crime and it's like it's been five, ten years? We can't charge you for it now. Oh it's yeah, it's like oh. statute of legal. limitations or yes, something. Yes, st- we passed yeah. the statute of Woo! limitations on your talking for that screening. <laughs> oh, but I will God. say for other listeners, I had to get that if, off my chest. <laughs> this is if you really find why I yourself to be here today. If you I find yourself in, in the position that those two uh, unfortunate individuals were in the front front row, please come see one of the fine uh, nightlight box office attendants because we do not condone talking during the oh, no. However, it's it's tons of fun. I mean, if you can be quiet and drink, I highly recommend that because a lot of people can do that. So, Liz um, cannot. <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't here's doing here's what happens. <laughs> Here's what happens, actually, is is because our experience is a little bit more like a living room experience. Um, people tend we to be, yeah, no, uh, it's honestly this is what happens. People feel like uh, they're going to treat it like they're in their in their living room, um, and um, so that there's a good side and a bad side. One is you're going to be really comfy. It's you're not going to have that same script in your head as in terms of what happens when right. you go to Regal, but. Um, but two, yeah, definitely come see us. We, we try to pop in to our, our show times every once in a while mm-hmm. just to make sure everything's going on well and people aren't talking or and being Liz bothered. Is but not again, there. please come see us if that happens. We'll oh take my care God, of the you're problem. making me feel worse. Like, please come tell on these. No, I, no, I really am. I can't say and what. more than you likely, what? it'll be me and I'll bounce. Statute of limitations, <laughs> but it's really important for me to tell, tell people this because. It turns off a, a large number of moviegoers. It's, I mean, like, no, if you did a poll that, that was just like, why don't you go to movies? I mean, it would probably be more than like 50%. No, I'll tell you what, when I go to movies anywhere, like the audience. nightlight or otherwise, I hate, if there's somebody behind me talking, I mean, that's so rude. So I really did feel bad. And I think they were looking at it as like it was their birthday, they were having fun, they were already buzzed, they weren't thinking about it. There's no one in the theater except for the two people. Mm-hmm. They were as many seats away from us as they could be, but it's still small, you can still hear, right. and they have very deep voices. I think they just didn't realize that they were that audible uh, to the rest of the room. So but I do apologize, and I'm sure, and those guys are awesome Liz, guys. I'm Liz. not like, you're okay. You're telling okay. on them so that you're going to go out over there with us, the, like, snipe them in the middle of cooking food. <laughs> <laughs> you did what? Liz, you're okay. You're okay. It's okay. You're but he just child. said, next time that happens, come talk to us, folks. We'll throw Liz, Liz out on the streets. I do want to say that in my experience working at the Nightlight, and I did work at a Regal many years ago, um, our you audience. Did what? Uh, I know. I'm just <laughs> Why do you think dun, I work dun. at the Nightlight now? <laughs> um. <laughs> I will say that our audience, that I have almost never had anybody come out and say anything that, you know, somebody was on their phone or somebody was talking. That just mostly doesn't happen at the nightlight, and it's because of the kind of culture and the kind of, you know, thing that we're trying to promote, that people who are coming to the nightlight want to be there to see that movie. It's not... 
not knocking people it's who true. enjoy the you know Fast and the Furious eighteen thousand. You know, it, it, you're coming to see something different. You're coming to experience that, and it's something that it's just like we don't have to have a sign that says please don't be on your phone because people are like I'm coming here right. because if I go to Regal somebody's gonna be on their phone right. nine out of ten times. So Moreover, your customers are going to be interested enough in the film. Right. The res- it's a respectable audience. It just is that culture that you don't have to worry about what I just described. Right. And like I said earlier, on a regular basis, we're f- we are friends with a lot of the people that come into the theater, so they know us more on a personal basis. We're not that informal, just like employee face. Do the name that, tag. Yeah, exactly. You know, speaking, we have our name tags. We don't wear uniforms, things like that. Speaking of the films, what is showing yeah, this we week? Gotta talk movies, or mm-hmm, I'm gonna throw mm-hmm. up right now. I mean, I'm just like like dying inside. When are we gonna talk about the movies? Right now. Okay, right, go. We have two films that are closing on Thursday. One is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You oh, may I gotta have heard see that. I gotta. See film. that? I, and I, you can get on the, the on the screen. I have to see. I love that movie, but I gotta yeah. see it on the screen. 40th oh. anniversary. Yes. So 1975 came oh. out originally, and um, I, I have to say that my experience with Python was like, I, you know, I was probably 12, and it was one of the first Me. summers where I was like riding my bike like all around the suburbs of North Canton, and I was I was uh, you know I, I rode my bike to the video store and I rented Monty Python, oh. I brought it home, watched it, and like. I have never seen a movie this funny in my entire life. It is the that best kind of thing, ever. right? Um, and so, but life yeah, life changer for you. Uh, it was one of those life changers, and so I, I, I was happy to bring it here to the nightlight. Um, we've had it actually for three weeks because yes. attendance has been. I was going to say it was there really last well. week, and I thought I missed it, so yeah. we can still go this week. Yep. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. <laughs> <laughs> There's I your love, movie quote. That I you love know. that movie so much. What else is showing? And uh, well, so uh, just to mention, we do have a number of those. Uh, the coconuts, the coconuts, coconuts yes. yeah. So, and if you come, if you come, uh, and and someone does the introduction, they should ask if anyone wants to come up to the front and do a silly walk yes. from Monty Pot- from the uh, Ministry of Silly Walks. We will give you a pair of coconuts to take home. I, I maybe will, put in that, put one in a stocking, you know, put it oh under the tree. You know, I will judge your awesome. funny walk in my introduction oh, and give you. But don't worry, walks will be judged. judged. What's your favorite quote from that? Um, favorite line or just favorite scene from that movie that just makes you laugh? Harder than every other one. Oh my god! Um, I know there's so okay. many. Uh, like maybe maybe uh, when 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 the knight is giving his, um, you know, what is your name? Yes. <laughs> what is your quest? What's what your is your favorite blue? No. Yeah, no, there, there are just so many. But, uh, That's such a great movie. I'm just happy we, we got some actual accents and impersonations. <laughs> this is delving into the movies. Yeah, yeah. What else is there right now? Okay, so on the t- totally other end of the spectrum, but no less um, edifying, is a film called uh, Heart of a Dog by Laurie Anderson. Uh, Laurie is a, a mixed-mode artist, multidisciplinary artist. Um, she does sketches, and she does um, you know music and all kinds of stuff. She's actually uh, the, the wife of, of the late Lou Reed, and oh, okay. um, this this is kind of an essay film about her reflection on her life after the A-S-A. passing. Essay, not like that. No, not no. like essay. <laughs> God, Liz, you're so offensive. Liz, God. Um, I just said what you guys were thinking. Go ahead. It's actually a cello film about. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's uh, it's it's about um, so a reflection on what what happened in her life after her husband passed and after her dog passed and it's actually a, a, a very deep meditative wonderful beautiful film um, and, and thought provoking and all this kind of stuff um, really glad to have it here uh, is it live Golden action you mentioned it's, it's a mixed live action it's like a lot of archival footage from her home video 
Um, and then she does these animated segments. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's, it's quite uh, artful. And- now, Jess, at the beginning, you guys said that you guys watched mm-hmm. these films, and that seems very important for a, for people who work at a movie theater that you right. watch them. What did you think of either film? <laughs> what do you think of <laughs> Monty Python? Everybody loves that movie. but Well, I love Monty Python. Monty <laughs> Python. Who doesn't? Um, I I'm I know I said that we have to watch all the movies, but I'm going to be bad here and say <gasps> I haven't seen Heart of the Dog oh, yet. But man. I am seeing it this but week. But it just started so. this week or last week, right? Right. So started, you still had time. It started on Friday. Okay. So I, yeah, I was um, going to say it was. I mean, I, I wasn't there early last week. I mean, if you've come to the nightlight, you've seen me. It's I I'm there most of the time, so um, I, I sneak in and see the movies whenever I can. Um, but from what I've read and what I've seen, I mean, I've peeked in to watch a little bit and it is beautiful and it's, it's a pseudo it's kind of a documentary I guess is what you can kind of sum it up if you want to do just a very broad generalization of like genre um, but it's unlike any kind of documentary that you've seen before because if you like had Curtis to put says, it in a genre on Netflix they'd put it in they'd probably put it under oh, like I can't stand their genres on area to be honest with you I think they're really like animated dog times like movies for people who <laughs> like I'm animated sorry. dogs and <laughs> they you know, reflections terrible. on death <laughs> What's not for ages 8 to 12 <laughs> What's coming up that you guys are really excited about? Give people a heads up on some of what they can look forward to for the rest of the holiday season, or, or this winter for that matter. Yeah, so on yeah. Friday we're opening a film called Room. Uh, it's by Which Lenny I'm super Abramson. excited about. And um, it's, uh, it's... The not, Room or Room? Just Room. The Room <laughs> is that, that crazy... I know, uh, Tony I know. Wiseau. Although we could do like a conjunction. <laughs> I was say, when you said Room, I was like, the Tony Wiseau movie, the crazy movie, but yeah. okay, it's not The Room. No, we're not tearing anybody apart. It's no, it's... Um, <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Oh, okay, got that in there. If you haven't seen the room, it's like okay, a twelve-minute football scene. He sounded scene. like Sean Connery just then. Um, so, but Room is actually—it's starring Brie Larson and um, a young uh, child actor. I believe one of his first films, um, and they both got just totally rave reviews on their performances. It's—it's it's a kind of a, a again. It's adapted from a novel that was pretty popular. I don't remember the author's name at the moment, but. Um, you know, it's it's about this woman who was abducted uh, with her child, and they were put in this really confined true story. room. Um, it's based on a true story. Okay, okay, all right. Um, and um, but oh what happens, enough. I think, early in the film is that uh, is this about you, Cody? The, I have this book. Oh, oh he's over so here. He was mouthing book. something. Yeah, it's a great like, book. Jump on the mic. Get over here. Jump on the mic. A lot of people have read this book. Cody and, has um, read the book. <laughs> He wants everyone to know. And what happens, I think, early in the film is that the, the two escape. And for the first time in this kid's life, he's maybe six, seven years old. He he's experiencing us. the outside world as wow. something other than what is in this really tiny, boxy room. Um, and actually, one of the interesting facts about it is that the film actually takes place in Akron. Um, it wasn't shot here. Uh, this isn't a big talking point, marketing talking point for, for the film. But um, if you it pay attention, it should be for us. At I least know, in this right? area. If, if you if you pay attention to like the license plates and the signage on the right. roads and stuff, it's all Akron, Northeast Ohio. So in the book, is it Akron the setting? Can you answer? That's that? a good question. I don't. Cody, jump on mic. Come here. Come. I actually am not sure. Uh, You're I, not I don't remember. Uh, I read it like a couple. I never caught that. That's really interesting. Uh, so. It was. It wasn't shot in Akron, but all the it's roads setting. and stuff are from Akron. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah, huh. and it's not like a major plot point of the film. It's no. just kind of like a minor. We need to get to the bottom of this. It could even be that coloring like, detail. It could That's even be that say one like uh, the writer or the um, director has maybe some tie to Akron and put that in there, or you know, maybe the story did take place. James there. Renner didn't write it, did he? <laughs> yeah. And I think we have our own sort of associations when we hear about a story like this. Uh, living here, we we associate it maybe with Ariel Castro and all that kind of crazy mm-hmm. stuff that that went down here in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it does take place 
this year. And again, it's a very popular novel, and uh, we're it's going to be an Oscar hopeful for sure. So we are opening that Friday exclusively. Actually, it's the only film we'll be playing. So um, we really hope you can come out this weekend to that. That's this Friday, the eleventh, then December eleventh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what about you know we're talking December here the holidays are upon us if people want uh, to get a creative gift for somebody how awesome is it if they were to get them a nightlight membership how cool it's so totally and how easy awesome. is that right they just go to your website you can go to the website or, or they you can buy can them come in, in person yeah if they come in um, yeah if you come in you want to you know hey I love coming here I think so and you know this per- my loved one would also like coming here let's sign up for a membership we do single and dual memberships so if you want to be you know if you come often come to the movies with one other person i'd recommend doing that we have various levels uh the first level is just your standard member where you get tickets that are seven dollars as opposed to our general admission of nine um we also have the member plus which is five dollar tickets and we have the aficionado which means you get free tickets all year, so and all these memberships because I think aficionado is a pretty word and right. Who doesn't want <laughs> makes to you have feel the, who fancy. doesn't want to have the free tickets? <laughs> good word and free tickets. That's the good one. And we so also somebody, do mem- uh, like events that if you are a member, you're guaranteed basically access to all those events. We keep seats open for you if you want to come in. We're for sure you can come in and see that. Like when we do special event screenings and things like that, like we just did with Magnificent Seven. Well, everybody, that would be an awesome, awesome stocking stuffer. Um, can you guys, uh, Spoils of Akron, co-hosts, earmuffs, plug your ears. Okay. I'm going to get them each a membership for, I, for wait, Christmas. Wait, I have headphones on. <laughs> oh, never mind. Never mind. They heard me, Spoilers. so I can't do that now. Whoops. So I was going to. No, you can still do it. <laughs> well, no, they, they, it would be such an awesome thing to receive um, if, if yeah, you're still looking for a last-minute gift and a really nice one and something and really unique. That's the, that's that kind. That's that gift though that has um, not only you know whoever you give it to has that awesome wow factor because it's an unexpected and unique gift, but it gives to the theater as well. So you're supporting the theater. You're giving an awesome gift. Um, and if you're lucky, then whoever you give it to will take you to the movies with them. Exactly. <laughs> so it just might have like that awesome trifecta, um, make you feel good all around kind of thing. All right, Perfect guys. Gift. So we are coming up at the end of our episode. And, no, I'm uh, not done. <laughs> you have a couple... I want to talk to them more. I'm sorry, Liz. We mm. can't. I'm, I have to say, we have to do this again. I want to talk movies more. I do. Like, strictly yeah. Movies. You guys are, are great guests. I mean, Thank it really you. is. It's one thing when a guest um, is knowledgeable about their subject. It's another thing when they're passionate about it and that's something that you two definitely have shown is that not only do you know the knows and you know everything and the know and the know this is my thesaurus right here but that you guys are so passionate about it and that to you it's more than just going to the movies it's you're a cinemaphile mm-hmm. um but the last questions question a eh, couple that i want to ask you guys is being um, cinemaphiles, what are some movies that you guys would recommend? Recommend. By for the people? way, if the word cinemaphile is not in the title for this podcast, we make a quick correction if it's one in the title. <laughs> sorry, but I'm, yeah, I don't think it is going it in the title. Just be cinemaphile. Cinemaphile. Cine- Cine- sorry, cinemaphiles, cinemaphiles, and more cinemaphiles. That's what this one's called. There we go. <laughs> But some recommendations. Why don't you, yeah, uh, some good out. recommendations. Oh, he's going to make me start so he can think about his answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Well, That's, I mean, the director gets to do that. I know. He's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of, all, first of all, we should say that, you know, we. Uh, we're Curtis not... and I come from a little bit of a different background as far as like 
films we enjoy, I think. I mean, we both enjoy but no, you the same things, but we taste, come but from like, whoo. Just because you like independent films or that you're a, a cinephile doesn't mean you can't have your own taste. I exactly. Mean, it not, means we watch let's everything. Let's not ball everybody together here. You're... You're totally entitled to like movies he doesn't right. like and vice versa. I don't like to not like movies. I'll put it that way. Because any any genre I want to be able to uh, understand and appreciate mm-hmm. and have fun with. Um, it's and not I, fun watching it. I mean, you don't want to be the person that says, oh, I didn't like that. It's it's like you need, like there's always something in any movie that can be appreciated. And you know what? That in itself, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, is a creative I, wait, I'm act. sorry, but when you guys say that, are you strictly talking independent films? All movies. All I, really, anything I agree you see. with that. I agree with that. It's it's a creative act because what you're doing is you're looking into this image and you're finding you know you're you're, you're excavating you're looking for things to appreciate, um, and you're you're building stories around those things. That's part of what I was talking about before with discourse, and um, it, you know you can go see a totally ridiculous movie like Furious. Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. Nine, I don't know. I mean, whatever, whatever the last one was, which Eight. I did see, and you can come up <laughs> no, with an, seven. An, an interesting thing to talk about. Um, you know whether it's the uh, the weird um, CG version. Yes. Of, who was it? Vin Diesel? No, not Vin, Vin Diesel. Uh, Paul, uh, yeah, oh, Paul, uh, Paul, Walker. Paul, Paul Walker at the end or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, so we do come at it from different angles. And also, when you're recommending movies, okay, here's what we've gotten away from in the 80s. I grew up, you went to the video store, there was the clerk that was sitting behind the counter at Blockbuster, and, and yeah, I would say, like, hey, I just rented uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. What should I rent next? And they say, oh, well, you should definitely check out A Fish Called Wanda, or okay. you should, you know, get some other stuff by John Cleese, or, you know, oh, whatever, gosh. right? And um, we've gotten away from that a little bit to the point where uh, we have these categories on Netflix. Again, we were kind of making fun of those earlier. But they're really um, kind of, what, what's the word? They're not perhaps as personalized as you might think they are no. yeah. because there's this weird popularity feedback loop so it, it, every category uh, becomes popular over time basically right. um, so the more that I watch if I like this movie and then I watch another movie it's going to recommend that second movie that I just watched to you because you like the first one right okay. so it just build, it kind of builds popularity and it's something they have to continue fighting against that's what the I know this because I used That's to really work at Netflix never, by the way I never thought of that before. you used to work at Netflix I used to work at Netflix I, um, in the in the department that you're exactly talking about wow, the categorization of, yeah. of, of these films no because the categories are very broad in my opinion and they're, the films don't always fit within the given category as far as I'm concerned well okay so they're bugs and that's what you're talking about and sometimes they're hilarious I've seen no them, I've they're seen wacky sometimes yeah, for like, sure but um, but I just don't even, even pay attention even to them it, for the most part. Even if it were working like totally bug free, um, what you know, what there are actually like forty thousand or some combinations of, of um, film, you know, film categories that it could recommend to you. But again, what happens is it's always taking information from other users who maybe like you or maybe similar to you, right. and then trying to fit that into um, what your potential viewing might be. And I'm so the sure effect, twenty years on the road, there will be a very finite, a very, you know. This not, you could develop this a, a database or a system. Hey, you love spreadsheets in in, in a digital form in a you know in a computer technology fashion. You could create uh, a better I don't know for movie, more accurate, more finder? personalized, independent movie file for people yeah. or I don't know something well, something it, cooler but out there. But let me say that partly what we're doing with the nightlight is to t- just totally say, go if, away if from that. If nothing else, just for your uh, for your own audience? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we're we're like, actually totally going away from that as a concept. Uh, you know, it's not about personalized so much. It's about curated selection. Um, it's about going back and forth, negotiating between films that we believe are important, having 
read and, and researched everything about what's being released in the world right now and films that we know people will like just because they're they have a popular marketing budget or because uh you know they're popular for some other reason so we're constantly going back and forth between right. these two things that's no, not that's that true. kind of I like shifting. i think just because we were talking about netflix i was yeah. thinking of a better solution but it doesn't even need to exist i might love a movie it's, that it, some system things i won't love but i but i will find it's, things to it's appreciate inevitable it. that it i think you should explore and be surprised yeah Regardless. It's inevitable that it exists in this day and age, and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. But I, but what the nightlight does is actually something totally in a different category. I don't want to compete with Netflix. Oh, I want to do things. No, you know no, I mean? no. I want to do things that Netflix two. can't possibly do, which is to say, um, you know, you you perhaps haven't heard of this film, but on mass, Akron, come together as a community and see this film together. Cool, Watch yeah. how that changes your discourse. No, right? I'm sure Unbox will do some cool projects like yeah, that, or some, yeah, you know, totally. basically they want to mm-hmm. have. Experience experience-based uh, surprises and gifts within some of the boxes, and mm-hmm. I know Nightlight's got to be a part of that. That's a cool idea. It would I mean, be I a huge miss if it wasn't. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. yeah that's really cool. It's really about community in a totally different way because personalization ends up creating these weird... Um, you might call them hot spots yeah. that are, that are kind of like little bubbles that people gravitate to that that start to identify them. Uh, no, it, you even the, start the to identify with it as your personality. Because I don't like a system thinking it knows me. Yeah. I, I, well, no, you I can know think what? for myself. The system, I can experience for myself. I can determine for myself if I want to watch something. Without getting too without getting too uh, you know conspiracy theory about it, the system actually tells you who you That's are. That's it. I'm canceling Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, That's I mean it's, it I'm tells saying. you in the sense that that like. Imagine like a, a planet system where you have different gravities and you're a star and you're shooting through these planets. You're you're being drawn in by these certain like gravitational, gravitational pulls, forces, right? That's actually pretty much how that system works. Um, you you know you're being pulled into these hot spots that are. Um, Self, and, and the more stars that combine around it, the heavier it gets, and it's going to start attracting more stars and stuff. Life like that. is just like that. I don't know if it's just you know digital the Western life. Civilization, digital life is like that. Growing yeah. up, and and as you become an educated person throughout life, don't you find yourself resisting those forces? Period. Like how you chose and saw, uh, exactly. chose to watch and, and and looked for those movies in high school that took your interest to another level and. You know, it's like just life is like that in general. You have to resist. You know, that's why people want more than just big corporate stores. And they're starting to focus more on small independent businesses and better foods because you have to resist what the mass is trying to suck you into. And I did grow. I mean, when I was in high school, Netflix was around. It was, I mean, the streaming, I think, was around, but you couldn't like do it on your TV or anything. It was just strictly (laughs) on your computer. You're so young. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. But, um, so, no, I mean, I, I kind of didn't have the whole blockbuster experience, really. It was still around, but Netflix was there. But I did the DVDs from Netflix, which I still do. I still, because there's a lot of stuff that's not on streaming or that will never be on streaming. Um, and, yeah, it's just about, for me, it was just clicking on the different, like, genres or director. You know, I like this director. I want to see everything about them. Sure. And to segue it's good to have that into option. your last question on some recommendations, mm-hmm. as far as that, I guess that I can just recommend some of my favorite movies that I found over the times um I would recommend if you've never seen it it's an oldie but it's a goodie um All About Eve is one of my favorite films of all time it's just Betty Davis Betty Davis is just fabulous in that movie and it's the writing in it it's just everything is amazing um Blowout Brian De Palma with John Travolta and uh, Nancy Allen and John Lithgow as a crazy, crazier than you've ever seen John Lithgow. Yeah. That's is an, awesome an extremely, and it's an interesting film to watch, 
especially too when you're trying to study film as far as sound goes because the whole thing is he is a sound mixer for films he's going out to find sound for a film and he accidentally like records a murder happening what year um, is that movie from approximately ooh, decades I think it's 80s. I think it's like late 70s. Brian De Palma is such a great actor, remember. but when I think of him, I think of uh, and I, I hate to, uh, you know, I'm not one to. I'll watch every movie he's in and enjoy it if it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but uh, whenever that name comes up, I, I was uh, in high Brian school. Brian De Palma is one of my favorite. And directors. he, we had to watch uh, the movie where he played John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Which not, one is it? What are you talking? Wait, I don't know. Is it called <laughs> Gacy? About some, somebody different. Um, no. De Palma is a director. Brian De Palma is a director. Oh, who am I thinking of? There's an actor. I'm not sure. Mm. But Brian De Palma did Carrie, uh, yeah, Dressed to say. Kill. There's a name similar to that. <laughs> I don't know. Brian mm. De Palma? He's uh, an older gentleman at this point. He's kind of heavy set. Uh, silverish hair. Uh, you don't know this, Jess? <laughs> what do you, Jess what is it, the horror. Uh, I am a horror so. fan, but do you know how many movies there are about I mean, you? He had the clown <laughs> makeup on and everything. So I'm so sorry, Brian DePont, that I confused you with. <laughs> Brian, oh, you know what? It's like Brian Dennehy. It's not even close. Oh, no, no. Right? Does that sound, <laughs> it sounds right. Description but wise, I, Brian Dennehy, am I right? I don't know why I, I thought of so. I don't know. I've seen a lot of movies about John Wayne Gacy, but I can't. <laughs> this just means we should have ended the podcast five minutes ago before I <laughs> accused Brian De Palma of. But uh, Liz, just to finish off, John Brian. Wayne Gacy. To finish off, a couple of recommendations. Um, all About Eve, Blowout um, are two of my favorite films of all time. I would also recommend a couple more recent films that we've had at the Nightlight. Um, a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. You mentioned that both of us shook our heads when we saw that. You yes, did. It was because it was a fantastic... In unison, too. Beautiful movie. It's a new movie. You know, it's filmed in black and white. Some of the gorgeous, most gorgeous black and white I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, we also had a really fun movie called Turbo Kid that was a lot of fun. Oh, I saw um, that, too. It Follows was a good one. You mentioned that. Yep. Uh, I, I do... Curtis knows, and especially with October this past couple of months. You don't like scary movies. I, no, I'm a huge... I write oh, for Bloody Disgusting. I love oh, You love movies. scary movies. Yeah. Okay, Turbo yeah, Kid was hilarious, man. It thing. was like... It was over-the-top horror meant to be funny, obviously, and oh my gosh. But it's so hard to recommend. Like, whenever people ask me, what are your favorite movies of all time? I was like, I can't even... I just... I, like... Because so many factors go into why I like a movie. I like The Girl Walks a Home Alone at Night for so many reasons. It was it was so quality on so many levels. It mm-hmm. was beautiful to watch, well written, well acted, everything it should be. But it was also, I think it was the first movie that I saw there. And, um, and I watched it and it just hit home that I was so grateful that you guys were there. Curtis. Okay, we're going to drop some movies on you real quick. Okay. Uh, these are Whoa! some these are some He's true got a list. These are some true indies, okay? He- Heaven Knows What by uh, Josh and Benny Safty came out of New York this year. It, it's like um, it's got this sort of momentum of, of Mad Max Fury Road, but it's all about this woman who uh, is uh, a, a former um, addict, um, a former heroin addict, and it's actually based on her own life and then she plays herself in this film and literally the story of the making of this film is that she went to uh, she went to get better right after they were done shooting the film. She, you know, they, the, the directors basically said, okay, you can be in this, but guess what? You have to go to this facility afterwards. That's like, cra- so, like that's but, crazy but, backstory. But the film has just a ridiculous amount of energy and color and charisma, and this is all kind of stuff that you just, you won't necessarily tune into if I just give you the synopsis, but when you watch it, the 
the sound and the imagery will blow you away. Another one um, that we actually didn't end up playing, but I'd also recommend is Queen of Earth by Alex Ross Perry. Um, a, a really great uh, thriller indie. Um, and, uh, and it's coming to Netflix this month. There you go. So, you know, it's, it's uh, it, so if you're in the right little star system, you will be recommended Queen of Earth <laughs> on Netflix. Otherwise, or come to the nightlight because we'll, we'll show you the good stuff first. Um, but yeah, I would recommend those two true indies I would call, uh, okay. you know, here coming up. Nice. And while you're telling us uh, your recommendations, Cody's looking up images of Brian Dennehy for us. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> Going back to my De Palma uh, faux pas. How dare you, it, it Liz? brought up pictures. Here he two. is as the clown, as John Wayne Gacy. And the movie is actually called oh, To, Catch a, to Killer. Catch a Killer. Okay, yeah. now I know what you're talking about. And so whenever Liz, I think Brian Dennehy, I think John Wayne Gacy. Liz, I got a question for you. Glad we fixed that. What's your Thank favorite you. movie? Of all time? Oh, yeah, that's sure. too hard. Okay. What's one of your favorite movies? Um. Oh, my gosh. Uh, My Fair Lady, when I, that was one I remember watching as a child and, and grew up loving it. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Raiders. Uh, Chris, favorite movie? Clockwork Orange. Yes. Clockwork Orange is great. Cody? Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. What about you, mister? Lethal Weapon. I love <laughs> Mel Gibson in that movie. He is, I know he turned out to be kind of crazy but i love that movie it's so i great. Could, I, that's just too hard of a question i mean i'll i'll leave this podcast thinking and maybe i should have been you're gonna think prepared. of like 20 more movies right when like I oh. always, no matter what you answer you can answer the greatest film of all time vertigo uh citizen kane no matter what you answer when you're done it doesn't feel good <laughs> right <laughs> you know right I so. love those movies that people talk up so much. Like when I saw Citizen Kane, I love it and I appreciate it and it's beautiful. But I think when someone tells you you're gonna, it's the greatest movie you're ever gonna, it's the greatest movie in cinema history. It's the great, you know. I would almost rather not hear that first sometimes and the go hype and experience kind of some, it. Can kill yeah. Me. Well, guys, I want to. But again, I did love it. I want to again say thank Rosebud. you so much for coming on the podcast. If you have any upcoming events or Jess, um, where can or Curtis, uh, uh, yeah. either both of you, any events or where. Can they Caddyshack, gotta get that in there. <laughs> reach <laughs> Liz. What? Where can they reach the nightlight? Uh, the Facebook, is Twitter, Caddyshack.com. <laughs> okay, uh, no, nightlightcinema.com. N i g h t l i g h t cinema.com. Okay, we have all of our upcoming shows there. Um, you can also purchase memberships uh, and uh, learn all about. You can sign up for our email newsletter, which is very Ooh. important. That's where you get all the news about what we're doing. Or special That's a good events. idea. Uh, just to name a few, we re- recently held uh, a series that we're calling Academy Noms, where we take old uh, Academy Nom- Award-nominated films, in this case, The Magnificent Seven, which was nominated for its score, Elmer Bernstein, absolutely classic, and we pair it with like a local chef who's doing um, some pretty great work. Wow. Yeah, so noms, right? Nom, nom. And, and we had a delicious nom, nom, brunch nom, nom. and put that together. Anyway, that's stuff that uh, you're all going to find out about through the email newsletter. Just okay. go to the website. Drop your email address in. We'll make sure to stay in touch with okay. you. Okay. And you can like us on Facebook. We are on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at, what is what is our actual uh, Twitter Both handle? of them are facebook.com slash nightlight Akron. Okay. Or twitter.com slash nightlight Akron. Okay. Again, guys, thank you so much. Um, if you guys have any even just local Akron events, we're going to go around the table real quick. Chris, do you have any local Akron events coming up? I he know, looks way too chill right now to have anything. While, while he's, he's like, not really. <laughs> while he's thinking, uh, Cody and I have one this uh, like, Friday what? and Saturday. Cody and I are in A Christmas Carol presented by Dynamics Community Theater. 
in Talmadge, Cody plays Bob Cratchit, and that I play so nephew Fred. So uh, <laughs> that is uh, at Dynamics Community Theater in Talmadge. Buy tickets online, whatever. I know that's one event coming up. Liz, any events coming up that you want to promote? No, I'm still thinking about movies. Did you guys ever see Empire of the Sun? That's one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> Young that's Christian a great Bale. Movie. Young yeah, Christian that Bale. is a great movie. What's Kubrick's film um, when they, it begins with the crazy monkeys? I didn't like that part, but beyond 2001 that, Space thank Odyssey. you. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I just couldn't come up with the name. Even though Cody, you got some events? I just saw that for the first time within the past year. Hey, stop! No, give me that. Okay, okay, wait. Uh, a couple things. Joanna Wilson's uh, walk, Ooh. holiday walk about um, Christmas. Cody totally screwed, screwed up my mic. Everybody, hold up. Okay, so it is going to be on the 12th, which is this Saturday, December 12th. Uh, it's Joanna Wilson's walk about local uh, public Christmas decorations here in Akron. She's pretty much an expert on the history of those and on Archie the Snowman. So she's the lady uh, to take you on that. She's the best suited person you will find to take you on a local holiday walk of downtown. It starts at lock three. It goes from four o'clock to six o'clock. And there's Creative Cog tomorrow morning here in Musica, by the way. That's going to be Tuesday the 8th, uh, right here in Musica. It's You'll want to be here at 7.30. Who is the guest this month, Liz? I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, it God. Is, um, like, I'm supposed uh, to just know everything. Marie, no, I don't know. Marie Callahan. Yeah. Marie Callender. She makes Calavan. great pies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh no, not, not her. Um, we also have upcoming guests. Lauren Ward will be here on the podcast next Monday. That's right. Uh, she's going to talk about the uh, local retail scene for mm -hmm. the holidays. And then we're going to do our Core 4 podcast the week after that. Um, so core four. Chris and Cody can mentally prepare themselves to deal with Ryan and myself. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're forgetting a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, here at Musica also. This is fun. We're going to have a burlesque show. The, um, oh, yeah, you're pretty right. Thing, it used to be that. called the Pretty Things Peep Show. It hasn't been here in a few years. But Go Go Amy is coming back. And that is going to be Friday, December 18th. Friday the 18th. It's called Tease a Go Go Christmas Tour. That's my it's birthday. with Go Go Amy, Little Miss Firefly, and the crew. It's a really fun um, burlesque show. Very tasteful. It's usually kind of Coney Island freak show style with some humor. Um, and obviously, it's not necessarily for kids, but don't think that it's going to be <laughs> totally dirty, raunchy, out of control, inappropriate. It's not like that either. It's tasteful, and it's fun, and it's very entertaining. And, and of course, uh, it's got lovely ladies, uh, you know, giving uh, a nod back to the burlesque era. Chris, upcoming... Ow, oh, that was my knee. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> sorry for that. Uh, Chris, any upcoming events? Yeah, um, Wednesday night is the uh, annual celebration for GAINS, uh, Global, I'm sorry, Greater Akron Innovation Network for Sustainability. It's a group that gets together once a month, but they're having their holiday get together um, this Wednesday at 5.30. And I think that's here at Musica, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Right? Okay. Um, there's also a full circle storytelling in January, but I can't seem to find it on my 19th. events. January 19th. Yes, at Aqueduct. At Aqueduct Brewing, and the theme is Drinking Buddies. So you can bring a uh, theme and be a community storyteller and get on stage and just tell any story you like related to that theme. Thanks. Okay, Cody, did you have any, or are we ready to wrap up, everybody? Uh, I had, well, I think Chris took the one I had, which and Liz took the other one, but there's one. Oh my God, you uh, want some Phoenix? The Mighty Soul Knight is on the 19th line? okay rude uh <laughs> saturday december 19th and uncorked from 8 to 12 30 and there was one other one um i can't remember what it was well that's okay odd mall. oh yeah odd mall's coming odd up, coming up. Mm -hmm. oh i guess that's not until february oh well mm -hmm. february so that's fun 
And obviously, uh, first night is coming up here in Akron as well. Uh, you'll want to go to the best place I can recommend is the um, downtownakron.com page, which is Downtown Akron Partnerships page, everybody. If you go to their event calendar, you'll find out about all the first night activities. Um, also very exciting, um, our new December menu is out at Urban Eats. It just came out today. Yum, yum. And we're going to be doing very cute milk and cookies all month in the cafe, I Santa, saw you had Santa a, style. You had Hershey's Kisses and cookies today, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. We had homemade peanut butter kiss cookies, uh, always made in-house with love. And yeah, our new December menu is up, so come check it out. Curtis Jeffs, I want to again say thank um, you. Well, I have well one thing. Perfect. Just I love it. You asked I about it, it earlier, and I brought up the date. The next movie talk meetup is uh, December good. 20th at 2 o'clock. It's a Sunday. Um, sorry if you're football fans and football is going on then, but I don't watch it. so <laughs> um, We Ditto. will be meeting at Mustard Seed that time, but hopefully we can go back to Urban Eats or Musica at another. Um, I don't think we have any. Room is opening this Friday. Yes, Room is opening this Friday. We will not be showing it, but Hateful Eight is opening this this uh, December. I'm very excited. About I it. can't wait for that movie. <laughs> yes. Kurt Russell is a cowboy. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I'm give everybody real quick the Night Lights um, webpage yeah. where they can go to buy memberships and they can even pre-order tickets for, the, for yes. the specific movies. One more time. And give it out, guys. Nightlightcinema.com, N-I-G-H-T-L-I-G-H-T cinema.com. And um. we encourage you buy your tickets in advance just to guarantee your seat because you never know when the show's going to sell out. We do have limited seating. It's actually only 52 seats in the auditorium, um, especially on weekends. Definitely get it online. There's no additional charge. I know it looks like you're getting charged an extra 50 cents, but actually we lower the ticket price by 50 cents so that it's exactly the same as That's what you awesome. get in the store. Uh, because we just want to make sure that if you're planning for a night out, you don't, don't have, have to, to worry leave. About that. Yeah, so nice. Monday. Okay, guys, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, again, this was awesome. And as Liz said, we definitely want to have you guys back on to talk more yeah. about movies. You know, we got to know, we got to talk about you guys and the nightlight and, and what got you into this. But we just want to sit around and talk about movies. Who doesn't want to sit around and talk about that. movies? But as always. Today this, I brought pizza. Next time I'll bring popcorn. Liz Tyron. <laughs> What? You could he just bring like some popcorn. of those cookies. I'm doing the outro, Liz. I know. Can you tell I just don't want them to leave? <sighs> They'll be back on later. They will. Well, I'm very grateful to you guys, uh, not just for being here for today, uh, but for what you do for our community and for running that theater. You do a great job. And we Thanks for having us, guys. I really and appreciate what you, you guys uh, do. with this podcast and with uh, Urban Eats. Yeah. As always, the Spoils of Akron podcast works in partnership with Musica and Urban Eats Cafe. We also work in partnership with the Akron Digital Media Center, our very own Chris Miller. Woo, woo! Thank you, Chris Miller. He is the editor-in-chief of The Akronist. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, guys, get ready. Keep, Keep it, it an, an Akron, Akron day. day. Akron. Hey, Chris Miller. Oh, Captain, my captain. <laughs> oh my Movie quote. Movie quote. Get it. Keep it an Akron day. Whatever.